Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you, when you watch it back, you see me, I've destroyed the car at this point. I've hit, I had the big crash in the wall and the car like side onto the camera coming into the, uh, coming into the second part of the swimming pool. And I'm trying to correct it. Uh, so you sort of see like I'm still in the mindset. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I can save it. But it's just like, it's, <laughs> I've like the destroyed cars, the cars turned to dust and you're like, <laughs> like a couple of hundred grand's worth of damage. And there's me thinking I could still save it. <laughs> Welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we have another special guest today. We do indeed. He has come over the road. He's been at Formula E. Yeah, oh, that was a long journey. Oh, that, that was the longest journey ever. It's Mr. JQ's. Pleasure, pleasure to be here. Pleasure, Thank you very pleasure. much for joining us, man. I feel like I've made it. I feel like I've made it. I'm finally on the Pit Stop podcast. It's so funny, man. That feels like we've made it to hear someone yeah, say that. That feels like, that feels like we've made it. Because but, it. But you're growing quickly, you know, like a lot of people know about you. Who knows about us? Well, various racing drivers I spoke to. Like, I just spoke to some of the engineers, um, or not engineers, but some of the people that work in the media side of Mercedes. And, like, have you ever heard of the po- uh, Pit Stop podcast? Oh, yeah, I know that one, yeah. Yes. Oh, so, yes. See, this, this is, is what we I need have. to hear. This is what we want to ask Will as well, because <laughs> yeah. we were in the uh, paddock at Silverstone, and we were walking past Will, and obviously Will's coming on the podcast. We were happy to see him. And I want to ask Will who talks about us as well. We're just curious to know who's heard I, I, it. I think, you're, I think you're growing faster than you realise. Wow. This is good. This, this is all is good news. Great. This is I'm, just, I'm just growing your ego now. Like, yeah. <laughs> just coming on, mate. No, right, yeah. I'll go now. Just need the confidence boost. <laughs> you've come from literally over the road. You've yeah. been at the Formula E. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I'm I dressed the elephant in the room. I'm dressed like a full kit billy. Um, that's usually so, us. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. that's why I'm in this kit of Formula E this weekend um, at the XL, which is literally around the corner, obviously. So, yeah, we just had first race today. So Saturday, I don't know if I could say when we're filming, but yeah, it's sat after the first race on Saturday, which thankfully we had a good result and got second. And, uh, well, we were second and third on the road, but then got a penalty with Nick Degrees. So we're yeah. second and sixth now, but it's still a good result. We can clear it up to make it easier for everyone. So you are an F2 driver as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's how we know you. We've watched you on TV. We're going to ask you many questions about that. But this weekend, you're not there. Yeah. But you're here with us, which yeah. is lovely. Yeah, it was so, I mean, uh, anyone that... Uh, already knows who I am probably not that many but to be honest but um if they we do know you are yeah exactly that's all I needed to <laughs> hear. Um, but yeah so I tested positive about two and a half weeks ago so I was supposed to they had a race two weeks ago in New York Formula E I was supposed to be there couldn't go to that and then it was clear that I wasn't going to be able to race in Paul Ricard because of the positive uh, case tested negative probably about 10 days ago now or weeks yeah. 10 days ago but to be honest, I haven't felt right until about two or three days ago. Yeah, fair. So definitely wasn't going to be good enough. Or I didn't feel like at the time I would be good enough to race in Budapest. That being said, I've sort of cleared up quite well in the last few days. So we made the late decision to be on hand to, as my normal role as reserve driver here. So up until about Wednesday night, Thursday morning, I wasn't actually going to be here. Um, so yeah, there was a late call to be here, but now I'm here. I'm able to be here. Yeah, man. There you go. And you're on a pissed up podcast. So exactly. It worked out pretty much in your favour, I'd say. Yeah, I, I did it on purpose, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say straight off the bat, like you got, you, you're the one who's been talking yeah, to yeah, Jake. Yeah. So I'm gonna just play the idiot here, and I'm gonna say I know nothing. 
So I'm going to just ask all the questions for like anyone in the audience who Mate, may that's not what, that's know. That's what we do on Pissed Up Podcast, isn't it? We've got to ask the idiot Of questions. course, of course. But I might just be like, what do, what, what do you drive? Is it a motorbike or a car? <laughs> it's or what? a car, man. <laughs> okay. This are, you, is good. are you new to it all then? Yeah. Well, we're both new, but I don't know. I just feel like sometimes I might just ask questions which are like we really We know about obvious. F1. We know about F2. We know nothing about Formula E. Zero. And considering we're going tomorrow, yeah. this is perfect to have you on. Because my first question is, I saw on the TV earlier a qualifying grid that looked like a World Cup knockout football competition. It, it, it does look like that, doesn't it? What happens? So basically, you have like two groups. So I think there's 22 drivers, two groups of 11. Top four of each group go through to the quarterfinals. And then it's like, like you say, it's like a World Cup scenario then. So I think the f first place in Group A will, will face fourth place in Group B, second and third, vice versa, the other way around. And then the winner of the quarters go to the semis and vice versa. Is that just final. like one person on track then? Yeah, well, they... So when you get through to what we call the duels after the group stages, um, there's two cars on track sort of racing against each other at the same time and they're competing against each other. Whilst they're finishing their lap, the next duel is kind of exiting the pit lane. Oh. So it kind of like rolls on quite quickly. But it's normally supposed to be just the two cars fighting against each other, yeah. That's completely one different format. That's very so different, yeah. Completely different format. Quite like it though. I like how they haven't just copied format, like not copied, but I like how it's not the same throughout. Yeah, well, they had a they had a sort of this system in the well since it started really where there used to be twenty four cars on the grid, and they would have two uh, four groups of six, and basically the track would always get quicker for each group. But the top the group A, the top six in the championship, would always have the worst track conditions, and the last six in the championship group four would have the best track conditions. So they would always qualify at the front, and then the championship contender, so to speak, with the fastest cars would qualify at the back. Wait, so when you say best track conditions there, so how, the track how, Evo, how it, can it change so quick? Oh, massively. I mean, these, especially these tracks, they're so temporary, Formula E tracks. I mean, obviously, the XL is, is not used for oh, this. Well, because they're oh, like I see what you're saying. I get what you mean. They haven't like re-tarmacked it, like how they would like... Yeah, but even, it's not even just about the XL. Like, they will go on Rome in the city centre, even Monaco, which is more sort of permanent uh, or as permanent as we get in Formula E. Oh, wait, so is Formula E tracks mainly like set up? Yeah, it's all they like build the whole track? Yeah, it's all like city centres and, and things like that. Oh, I they're still not, they're not, it was like they're really temporary. racetrack. I didn't no, realise no, no, that. No, they're proper ah. temporary. I was going to say, it's at the XL outside a house. I've never seen a yeah, racetrack there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. You, you parked your car there for about a I year. Yeah, you were here for the dog show a few weeks ago. There's no Formula E cars. Oh, man, I can't wait to go watch it tomorrow. It must be a sick track because I was. we've driven around it like part of it and I've tried to figure out where the track actually went yeah. but it goes up into the car park and it goes round and everything else yeah right? to, be, to be honest there's not like a super amount of space available is there no um, not especially really. to make a racetrack because of that there's not a lot of long straights so the yeah. race is or overtaking here is like probably the most difficult of the year so wow. it's really a qualifying track wow. um and when you talk about energy like race driving let's say that's what formula e is which is saving energy in coasting periods and then we go on to a, something called a regen paddle on the back of the steering wheel to put energy back into the battery normally that's the sort of phase of a corner because we we don't go normally full throttle down the whole straight in the mm -hmm. race so you sort of go let's say to two-thirds the way lift for or coast for a period then pull a regen paddle into the corner oh wow in that coasting phase is normally where the overtaking happens because people can just choose to lift later effectively yeah um, so it means that racing is always pretty good. Here, we expected it to be, and a bit like last year, quite difficult because the straights are smaller. So we're going full throttle nearly for the whole straight. So it becomes more like a normal, you know, almost like for F1, it's like you have to just be quicker yeah, yeah, to make yeah. the overtake. But we thought it'd be difficult. But then I don't know if you watched the race today or if anyone watching this watched it. It was carnage. 
Um, I, I, I'll be honest, I haven't seen it. I was yeah. we were we were setting up this and then we were watching qualifying. We were watching qualifying and then we were filming loads of stuff. Yeah, yeah it's been a mad busy day. But the bit I did catch was the end of the qualifying yeah. when it was like a like the grid, like I said. But we're going tomorrow and that's so when we go at Sunday and then that's another race. Is yeah, it? So yeah, there was a race today and there's one tomorrow as well. It's a complete uh, different round. So it's like it's not like being a different track. Cause clearly, we're not, but it's it is it's worth the same amount of points. Oh so, yeah. wow! So, so we some of the races like Monaco is clearly just a single header when we go to Monaco. Yeah, but. We have like races in Jakarta, in Indonesia, here in London. I think Seoul in two weeks is a doubleheader. So that's just like to, to make up, yeah, make the championship a bit bigger. So we have something like 12 events, but I want to say 16 races. As someone that has drove a Formula 2 car, Formula 3 car and Formula 4 car. Yeah. Yeah. I won Formula 4, mate. Yeah, I know. In your yeah. first Come ever on, year. Like, even on, in your first ever year, man. <laughs> yeah, it seven years ago, Same eight years that. ago. <laughs> it, do you know why I didn't say it? Because when I read it, it's got the word on it that I can't pronounce. Inaugural, is that right? Yeah. Inaugural. <laughs> that was pretty close. That, <laughs> so that I was didn't good. want to say something and Don't get it wrong. What does that mean? The f- does that mean the first win? Yeah, so I, 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 I'm a bit different to sort of like, well, you know, we talk about people like Max who... who Started when he was four in karting or something like that and was in F1 by the time he was 17. You didn't start till you were 16. 16. He's, okay, he has been. He's done his Someone changed my Wikipedia a few years ago. So no. It's a good job we weren't doing this then. Oh, no. <laughs> We've got all sorts of weird rubbish going on there. So, no, I started when I was 16, which is obviously quite late. And by the time I was in Formula 4, I was either 19 or 20. Yeah. Won that in my first year and then effectively ran out of money a few years later and then mm-hmm. just been taking drive whatever drive i can get since then yeah kind of is the short story so so let me get this straight so you're an f2 driver and you and you're a reserve driver for formula e mercedes exactly yeah so cool. i do i mean we, how many races we've got this year in f2 normally i should have been doing all 14 events but now i'm doing 12 and then eight or nine events with formula e two of them clash one was supposed to obviously this one which i'm between budapest and london normally i wouldn't have been at this one yeah so um, what normally does f2 obviously take priority in that situation exactly so well so I'd, I'd signed to be reserve driver again for the second year in a row because I was reserve driver last year before I'd signed to do F2. So F2 came up after, afterwards. And Mercedes were just good about it, basically. And they said, look, if, if there's a couple of clashes, which there were later on when the calendars were released, we'll allow you to, to miss them. Cool, that's really good. So who do you drive yeah. for in F2? Van Amersfoort. So it's Van Amersfoort. We're a new team. And um, yeah, we're struggling basically yeah so we're trying we're trying to get on top of it at the moment and um hopefully hopefully we'll get there soon there's i don't know i mean i know in f2 there's a car which looks like a red bull and that's all i know apart that's that's half the grid mate really yeah there's so many red bull cars yeah there's like really there's like six or seven juniors what are the biggest sponsors and brands in f2 like what because i said red bull do they have their own team in f2 no no that all these all these drivers i think there's are they just sponsored by red bull yeah, or, or just juniors, or some of them, I think, might even fund the seat themselves, but just have the This is something we have no idea about. Like, So who, where does the money come from for an F2 team? Is it just someone rich Drivers. will make a team? Drivers. Yeah, it's like, isn't it self-funded or something like yeah. that? Yeah, so, I mean, some teams these days can allow to bring extra sponsors on, on board or whatever, but generally it's the drivers that bring the money. Mate, it must cost so much money. Two million. What, a year? A season? F2, yeah. So, genuinely, no, this is a serious question. If we do a GoFundMe and manage to raise £2 million... Yeah, you could race. Oh, you need a licence. I think you need a, <laughs> no, at least an international B. Not but... for us. You can race for Pistol. Oh, yeah, actually, actually yeah. Well, I didn't think about that, yeah. Always <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if good, yeah, yeah, if you made a good front up a bit stop on the car, absolutely. Oh, I'm my no joke. God. We, we've said about this as a joke. We could actually, we could start, like, lower down, get someone worse than you, you know. 
get it going, make a bit of money, and then we'll go to F2, get you, because you're too good to go there. Well, I'd, I'd do for the socials, to be honest. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the car will be matte black with a pit stop logo on the side. Oh, my yeah. God. It'll be sick. The thing we have spoken about actually should do be like possible. G- just do it for GT or something like that. There's like a smaller 24-hour series championship. We should yeah. do that. Mm. Yeah, true. We probably have achieved Oh, that's what Jack... Is it, uh, Jack Aiken. Yeah, I'm good friends with Jack. Doesn't he do that? The GT24 hours. He stuff? is at Spa this weekend, yeah. Spa yeah, 24 this weekend, yeah. yeah at, he I think he qualified ledge. fourth, actually. Because he, he was on the podcast, Yeah, wasn't yeah, he? yeah he came right on here. a while back, yeah. He was a nice guy, I like him. Yeah, Jack's, Jack's a top bloke, yeah. I'm going to let you down now. We did give him a pit stop hoodie. We haven't actually got one for you oh. today. I'm really <laughs> no, sorry. We owe like four guests pit stop hoodies. Yeah, we We've do. Got, we're getting them all made and they haven't come yet. We're going to send it to you. Yeah, well, I could have, I could have done we one to hide this t-shirt, really, couldn't I? Make it look like I wasn't actually a Formula E event. Hey, that's so sick though, because you can wear a top with a Mercedes logo on it, and you're actually part of the Mercedes Yeah, and it's team. actually worth you wearing it. We just yeah. buy them from the store. Do and think, even the ones we've got around. Do you, think, do you think I could sell it? Yeah, probably. I'm not allowed. I, gu- I guarantee you that I'm not allowed, really? but I reckon I can make some good money out of it. I shouldn't <laughs> be saying that. I should not be saying that. <laughs> I'll give you a turn for it. <laughs> yeah. No, we won't do that. Anyone any, anyone from Mercedes watching, I'm definitely not doing that. Oh, we spoke to Mercedes the other day, actually, didn't we? Cause it, cause they, we yeah, they're like one of our videos. They didn't tell you, did they? What? <laughs> no, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, we did a video on, uh, about George Russell with the things. What was, what was, the, what was the trend? It was like George Russell's type, the type of guy. Of guy to, yeah, yeah, yeah and we guy, did it yeah. and they liked it. And the next day, Mercedes put one up. So on our next pod, we were. Do you see the tweet after quality? No. It said George Russell was the type of guy to qualify on pole in Budapest. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, oh, he smashed it. Goal. He smashed he it. He absolutely today. smashed Did you watch it nah. where you were? Well, I think was it our race was on at the same time, I think. Yeah, which yeah. Which is probably, in hindsight, not the best thing to do. No. Because people are going to. Formula One is bigger. So yeah. they're not, not as many people are going to watch. But. So I think tomorrow there's like an hour's gap. Is that? I think so, yeah. I think they just kind of clash a little bit at the end, but. That's a good, to be honest, is, I mean, Formula One's Formula One, isn't it? So it's not, it's not any bad on Formula E to say that people would watch Formula One over Formula E. It's mm. a growing sport, but I think they should try to make it on different times. Not yeah, definitely. We're mad curious about all the different motorsports, Formula E, W Series, F2, F3, F4. That's why we need people like you on to tell us because yeah, yeah. it's just so much easier to learn. And also we've got like new fans listening to this who yeah. are in the same boat as us. Yeah. So they probably want to know about Formula E as I, well. I think, well, speaking about the junior Formula in general, I think not a lot of people realise that the driver brings the money, basically. I had no idea. I thought yeah. a sp- like a team or a sponsor would have the money and be like, oh, now we need to bring in the best driver so we can win. I knew there wasn't a sponsor, but I, I can't remember Ollie saying that it's like very self-funded in that kind of, that way. Okay, well then, then that leads me to a question of, if you're an amazing driver and you go and put two million pound in, you compete that year, how do you make any money back? Do you have to, no, do you you have to win? You, you don't. So you, <laughs> I don't get well, it. You, are, you, you basically, I mean, let's say, you basically try to invest the money to get you to Formula One or to get a professional career. So that's the sole, the sole reason for like F4, F3, F2 is, is purely just to get into F1. Well, I mean, yeah, in general, that's the, they call it the road to F1. Um, so that's generally the idea. But obviously, some drivers have more financial capabilities than others. Yeah. So they, it's not that they don't care that they won't see that money back, but they can afford to invest it knowing that if it doesn't work, they're going to be all right. Mm. But if it does work, they're going to get all it back and more by being a Formula One driver or yeah. professional driver. Yeah, yeah. So that's the sort of card you're sort of playing sometimes. So much money, man. Yeah. Blimey. Mm. <laughs> Formula, Formula 3 is like 1 million. Okay, we'll start there. Yeah, it's getting better. <laughs> what are you going to About four, five hundred. Uh, even yeah, see, that, could be, that, that could be doable. We can actually that do that. And, you, and if you, I, I can't remember how the license system works now. What you need to race in Formula Four, but you could probably do it. Oh my! Naomi well, told us, didn't she? Yes, she did. She and did. She says if you go abroad and go to somewhere like I don't know where she said, but you can probably get it. Like you can get it easier. Yeah. Well, we've got two like 
sims come in and they're like properly set up so we can proper practice to yeah, race yeah. so that'll be our best best bit of practice <laughs> you think we're going to be driving the car are you going to do iRacing or like the F1 game um, what's the difference I think iRacing is more sort is that of the like, one that's like really realistic yeah that's the one like Verstappen and Norris race oh. like 20 hours of Le Mans and stuff like that virtually uh, gonna be, we're going to be on the F1 de- with traction yeah, control on yeah ABS oh, on ABS, yeah. Break, yeah. braking <laughs> lines on <laughs> oh, no, we do we yeah, do yeah. obviously yeah. you can't drive the bloody thing otherwise <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny we had this conversation I, I remember asking someone specifically like how do you know when to brake if you haven't got that green line when it goes red on the floor and he, uh, it was Ollie again and he yeah. was like well it's the braking boards on the side yeah, yeah. and I was like oh is that the things that we always like drive through when we go off the track yeah yeah exactly the white ones yeah <laughs> I didn't even know they were braking boards yeah, well to be honest you don't even always use braking you do generally on F1 weekends they've got all, them all laid out perfectly so they're all there but like if you go on a normal test day they might not be there so you end up using like a tree or like a random like oh, really? changing wow. advertising on the side of the on the side of the track so I guess everyone will be different like every driver will probably have different yeah. things that they I mean, know or... some drivers I mean I'm pretty sure all drivers use references but some drivers use it like a bit less or a bit more than others. Like some drivers use turning references, for example, yeah. which I definitely don't do that because I just can't, it becomes too analog or too digital at that point. It's like, it's got to be a bit more, in my mind, it's got a bit, a uh, bit more sort of like reactive mm-hmm. rather than just sort of, because what happens if the grip changes or what happens if you, you know, you go out of the session and you've got soft tire versus hard tire and, you know, you need to adapt your driving. So, mm. so, is there different styles of driving, like set styles? Like, do you feel like you have your own style compared to like someone else that you race with? Um, I mean, there's always the, the the talk about like being a smooth driving style, isn't there? Like, I think you had Jensen on, and he's probably the most famous famous for that. I mean, me, I don't, I don't really feel like Shit, I, we didn't know that. <laughs> we didn't no. say Did you not like that, that about him? No, he's like famous for it. I we think were talking it, to him about his watch and all this shit. <laughs> oh, that's more, that's more, that's more fun, yeah. <laughs> what, so you think he's like, oh, because if, if you were to ask me, I would say like Sergio Perez is quite a smooth driver. Is that correct in saying mm, that? I, I feel like these days it's harder and harder to see the differences. I, I don't know why that is. I don't know whether it's just because the cockpits are more enclosed now and the cars are so good that, or the tyre is so limiting that you can't, let's say being a more aggressive driver, like maybe used to be able to be 20 years ago. Like, have you ever seen Alonso's on board from like 2005 time in the Renault? You probably haven't. <laughs> you should have a look at it. You should have a look at it. So he was in the Renault when he won the world championship and he was completely overslipping the fronts. Like it's oh, wow. a, a completely different driving style to look at. You can't do that now because the Pirelli tire doesn't allow it. So it feels like everyone's had to migrate more towards a sort of, yeah, within the goalpost of that tire. But I mean, me personally, I, I don't even know whether I'd call myself smooth, but I would say I'm more on that side, definitely. What mm. about switching between like, what are the main differences like for us to understand of you, like that you would say between driving the F2 car and driving Formula E? Like what are the main standouts straight away? Um, well, the FE car is actually heavier than an F2 car, which you probably not think about. Wow, at I just didn't expect that. Yeah, it's 900 kilos. So it's 100 kilo heavier than an F1 car. Wow. So heavier than an F1 car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the battery, the what we call the res, it's it's so heavy. Next year, they're actually the Gen 3 car when it comes out next year will be 100 kilos lighter. So that's already a big difference. But they're not taking off. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're going like I think the 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 estimation is like four or five, four between four and six seconds a lap faster. Wow. And they're still going to be racing on these kind of tracks. So do you think Formula E is just going to get quicker and quicker every year as it gets developed? Um, I mean. (laughs) 
Maybe, but I think its niche is that it races in city centres. Yeah, like, the fact you said that there's a race in New York. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just on, right? There was a huge Two crash weeks in ago, New yeah. York. Yeah. Did, you, did you see it? No. I saw the crash. Was, was yeah. Stoffel and our team, Van Dorn, he was, he was involved in it. He was the third car to go in. I don't know if, oh if you actually God. saw it. Yeah, because wasn't there like a lot of water that came out on the track all of a sudden? So it, Yeah, I, I mean, I was watching on TV like you, so I, TV doesn't come across, but it, it looked like a completely massive localised shower. And wow. they got... Because it was so bad, the race director called FCY, so like uh, VSC that we you have in F1. Yeah. And it wasn't quick enough that the tire, basically the tires are treaded. By the end of the race, they become a slick because they've been used so much. So when it rains, they had no grip. So they just went, oh, they just no. went straight on. Oh, I know God. they were the first sort of three, four, five cars that sort of were in the shower as the FCY was called. Everyone behind, it was so localized that they actually hadn't hit the wall of water yet. Sounds weird. But it was it was that extreme. Was it a big part of that? Oh, have you not four, seen it? No. I thought someone was going to be seriously injured when I first saw it. I was watching it live. Wow. And there's me thinking Stoffel, like Mercedes driver, involved. I'm thinking, hang on. Yeah. I'm, I'm normally the reserve driver. Like I should, yeah. have, been, I should have been there this weekend. And I'm yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. Like if that if he's injured now, like that leaves the team a bit, a bit short. And there's me watching it at home just because oh, I, I tested see what positive. You're saying, yeah. yeah. Mate, we find it so scary on TV watching these crashes because like, we're new to it and we're aware of how quick they're going. And, and the safety changes, like they've added halos and that, like obviously it makes it safer. But I am going to ask you about Monaco. Because I was just going to say, have you, seen, have you seen mine in Monaco? Bro, we yeah. were Monaco watching it and we were like, oh my God. We yeah. were, I was so worried. You actually did take off then. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It was, was very insane. impressive. It got some views on YouTube, definitely. Yeah. It's, a few, it's got a few mil on YouTube. I couldn't believe it. Didn't gain any followers from it. Like, but it's, uh, <laughs> can, yeah, can you like walk us through it? Because I want to know also like your mindset at the time and like just what you're thinking. Um, so it was, it was under, it was unsure. I was going to be close whether that was going to be my last lap or not of quali. We had a quick car and I basically just decided on what I thought might be my last lap. That, right, I'm going for it. I don't care if I crash. I mean, in the end, <laughs> I, did, I did care that I crashed. But it was, it was sort of, the lap was going well. I made a small mistake at exit the, exit the tunnel in the chicane. and lost like attempt there and I knew it at the time. So I went through to back and nailed it. So I thought, right, I'm taking swimming pool flat. And I don't think anyone in the grid probably attempted it flat that day. I spoke to Marcus Armstrong afterwards, if you know, I don't yeah, know you yeah. probably know him. Mm. And he, he'd seen the crash and he said, let me guess, you tried it flat. And <laughs> no, I went, no. yeah, <laughs> it, it didn't work. <laughs> but I basically just expected, bearing in mind that was the first time of the weekend I'd ever tried it flat. Mm -hmm. And I sort of expected a certain level of push from the car because I hadn't made the car pitch with a lift. So normally when you sort of lift the weight transfer goes to the front and you pick up a bit of front grip or a bit of aero balance and the car turns in a bit more. So me going flat, I didn't, expect to have that trans uh, load transfer as much so i sort of turned in a bit just a little bit earlier expecting to get a bit more understeer and the car just turned in oh. and i was too i was too tight to the inside wall then and i was like well it, this is all like obviously in a split second i either lift and lose the lap and maybe finish you know god knows where yeah. because everyone's improving or just hope i skim that wall and get away with it and it broke the end plate which got stuck underneath the car and Rest is history. Was it? I thought it was like a sausage curb or something that you hit, and it, that was the second part. So, it, so it, the, when you watch the video, it's easy to sort of look at it and go, "Well, I just like hit the curb and took off." Yeah, but it the actually, camera angle changes, it was, right? It was the left part that was the the issue. So I, I basically turned in, clipped the armco on the inside, but the there's like this um, curb that's sort of adjacent to it, and it's like it's very small, but it's like enough that 
the front wing just got wedged between the armco and the curb and it took yeah. ripped it off and the the front wing just got stuck underneath the car then so I just was like a skateboard. So I just lost all my steering. So I then went straight into the second part of the curve and into the wall. I've I've had a car crash when I was a kid, but I like, didn't see it coming. It was yeah. behind us. I don't know if you've had a car crash. I've been in one when I was younger. Yeah, it came so, straight in front of us. I mean, everything's so quick, but do you have like a second to even no. think about what's going no, on? No, that's the thing. That's what I was going to say. Like I was in the wall before I'd even realized what had happened. Like it, it, bearing in mind, I don't know how fast we're going now. I, I want to say like about 120, 130 miles an hour. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, and it's, hit the wall on the curb in the wall on the exit like a skittle before you even know it yeah and it's funny because it's not funny now actually but when you when you <laughs> watch it back you see me i've destroyed the car at this point i've hit i had the big crash in the wall and the car like side onto the camera coming into the uh coming into the second part of the swimming pool and i'm trying to correct it uh, so you sort of see like i'm still in the mindset yeah yeah i'm yeah. like i can save it but it's just like, it's, uh, but I've like the destroyed cars, the cars, the, turned the cars to dust and you're like, yeah. like a couple of hundred grand's worth of damage. And there's me thinking I could still save it. So like that, it's, it's weird. Like you just, your, your instincts take over as a racing driver sometimes. And it all happens so quick. You don't, I didn't even take my hands off the wheel, which when I think back to it now, it was probably. Cause of no that, power steering, right? Yeah. Like that could have, yeah, I think I was snap your wrist. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't know how it did. And I don't know whether it flicked it back so hard that it just ripped my hand off that I didn't even. Yeah, it didn't just even happen have a in the moment. Yeah, you didn't like, really have a chance. Maybe because I grip the steering wheel quite light in general. To be honest, so maybe maybe that helped me. I don't know. Yeah. So were you injured? Nothing. I literally. Well, I had a, had like this pressure bruise almost like on the top of my knee. I think where it smacked the the inside of the steering column, but mm. nothing. Man, that's that's luck, 30 G. lucky. What 30 happened? G. Yeah. What happened straight after that? So you've crashed. Red flag. You get out of the car, they carry the car back, you go back into the garage. Yeah. And then what? Did you, well, do you sit with your team and talk well, the about what you or? Well, the first thing that happened was I was still on the radio and I asked, did I finish? <laughs> did I finish? Uh, where did I finish? Was my first question. <laughs> because I was sure that it wasn't going to be restarted. And I think at the time before I started the lap, I'd seen on the TV that I was like fourth in group yeah, yeah. or something like that. So bearing in mind, uh, we have reverse grid for top 10. So there's me thinking right, please say I'm at least four or worst case fifth in group because it's not going to re, re, uh, be restarted. I'll be on pole the next day. So that was the only thing I was yeah. worried about. I was literally 20 seconds into the barrier and I was on the radio saying, where, where did we finish? Um, and my, <laughs> my engineer says, oh yeah, you finished fifth. And it's weird because it's like you instantly think then, oh yeah, but the car's destroyed. So maybe we're not going to make it tomorrow. Yeah. But there was a small part of me that thought, hang on, that's pole tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> in, the sprint, in, in the sprint race which it was yeah um but unfortunately well that's why well, i to go to the medical center first and then the guys had an all-nighter basically what, fixing the car we got it ready about 40 minutes before we were due to go onto the dummy grid they and bearing in mind that wow. was that was like midday on friday and the race was like i want to say like 5 p.m something like that the next wow. day so they had like 24 uh even 28 29 hours did the, work did the team hate you if you go well, back it got it got, well it got worse didn't it because because the car was so a, brand, a complete brand new car, yeah. like it dis destroyed everything. Because um, it all gone? Did you need all like of it. A literally a whole all new of it. car? All of it, gone, finished. <laughs> um, so that, it literally built a whole new car from scratch. I shouldn't laugh, should I? This is quite serious stuff. No, but it's, yeah, you shouldn't laugh, but I know got what you mean. Views. I know what you mean, yeah. Got two mil views. <laughs> two mil? God. Yeah, two mil <laughs> views, mate. It. Oh, it's worth it. Yeah, <laughs> wish I'd gain more followers, to be honest. <laughs> um, but no, it's, uh, because we it was a whole new car, we or at least how we do it in our team, is our start procedure is um, the clutch map is set for me, effectively. So we yeah. didn't have chance for, the engineers didn't have chance to set the clutch up. What do you mean by that? Sorry, can you explain that? So basically we have two clutch pedals on the back of the steering wheel 
Um, so we, we at least now, Tim, I don't know if other teams are, uh, sit, are different, but we don't hold the car on the bike point at the start. So one, the clutch paddle point is, uh, one of the clutch paddles is set to the bike point. So, so you just press it and it's at the bike point? Already. Yeah, effectively. Yeah. So I release a paddle and then it goes to the second paddle, which is the bike point. Right. But because the clutch was new, we didn't have a chance to set it up in the right, pl- in the right place. So the first time we had a chance to see where it was, was the race start on pole oh, in Monaco. And it stalled. Oh. So, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, wow, no. Oh, so they worked all night. All night. It? I stalled on the grid. And so whilst they're working, what, you just go back to the hotel, chill out? Yeah, I mean, I stayed for a bit. I bought them, like loads of ice creams and I've paid for the pizza, obviously, and stuff yeah. like that. But it's, what can you say? Like, they're so flat out, they don't even have a chance to take oh, it in. Man. And then... You get on pole and you're thinking, right, we actually do have a quick car this weekend. If we just get off the line in Monaco through turn one, we'll actually have a chance of, a, of winning. Yeah. You know, for a, new t- for a new team in its first year to get a win in Monaco would be like Mad. unbelievable. And for me in the car, it's like, I didn't really, I don't want to say I didn't do anything wrong, but it's like, the, it's not, how do I say? It's not like I'm holding the car on the bike point. It's like, yeah. well, I only realize it's wrong once it's not once it's wrong if that yeah, makes sense yeah, yeah, once yeah. the once the clutch paddle's gone and the car the engine's dead at that point it's like well yeah it's in the wrong place but we don't know that until we try it mm. so that that's that i don't know how other teams do it but that's that's the way we do it and it costs us that day should we give a disclaimer and if any other teams try and copy that we'll sue them i think or does everyone I think, already know I, that yeah <laughs> I, I think most teams have a similar procedure to oh, be honest, okay. yeah we always wonder what we can ask drivers and people in case they like give away information that's secret. No, I mean, I wouldn't say that. That's not even secret. Like we, we do have a different sort of in detail, different way to do it as well. Like it's, it's, much, well, it's much more detailed than that, but that's the sort of quick way to, to explain. I've got an amazing question. Go on. Amazing question. Go on. When they're on TV and in the radio, or whatever they're like, we're doing plan A or plan B or plan C. Yeah. What on earth do these plans mean? What, what, for F1, you will mean? That be like, well, for anything, will that be like when they're pitting or? Well, for F- F2, it's a little bit, uh, a bit more, not set in stone, but we, we, don't, we have one pit stop and we choose before the race where we start on the hard tyre, the soft tyre, and we have to go to the other tyre. Okay. So it's kind of already set for us, really. And we're kind Got of you. only really playing with a bit of tyre life, but also sort of overcuts versus undercuts. So let's say... Plan A could be that you pit on lap seven when the pit window opens in F2 speak um, and that you go on a longer stint on the prime tyre, the harder tyre. Plan B could be that the soft is working quite well, uh, better than we expected in the first six laps. Normally we were planning to pit plan A, lap seven, but now we're going to extend like to lap 12 or whatever, whatever, yeah. however long the soft tyres last. So they might say to the driver, right, plan B extending four or five laps. And they, at that point, we're just on the radio almost every lap saying, how, the t- how is the tyre? Because if it drops off at that point, you can't afford, it really drops off. Like, especially the soft tyre in F2 or the softer tyre, that whatever weekend it is in F2, it's like seconds a lap. So you, you can't afford to get that one lap late. So you're literally, if you're, if you're extending that stint because you want to overcut the guys who have pitted mm-hmm. early, because it's different to F1 as well in a sense that we don't have um, tyre warmers. So in F1, they come out of the pits and they're on warm yeah. tyres. We come out of the pits and we're on cold tyres. Next mm. year, they don't though, do they? It's, I don't know if it's next year or if it's... Yeah, it might be right. I know actually. that they're removing Yeah, they're getting rid of them, aren't they? Which is going to be really well, is weird. That, is that going to make a massive difference? Massive. Really? Enormous. What's that going to do? So, but, so imagine now, like the, the outlap of a guy in F1 that's just pitted is now on new tyres. So he's going, in theory, quicker. 
the guy that he's racing is now on his inlap on older tires. So his outlap should be quicker than his inlap. Yeah. So he makes up a bit of time there, and that's why they call it the undercut. Yeah. But and you, the overcut is the opposite. You go longer, and when you 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 hope that let's say you were behind a car and you were getting dirty air, he pits. You go longer. Use the overcut because you've got inherent pace in the car. Use use the lap times to overcut him. Pit yeah. later. But in F two, which and then will be the case in F one, it's not that the overcut works more than the undercut sometimes, but. You imagine it's the opposite now. So the outlap of the guys that are pitted are on stone cold tires, whereas the guy that is doing the overcut is on an inlap on hot tires. Oh, yeah. So even though they're older, they're hotter. And how so, long will it take them on them when they come out on them tires? You think to have it warm? Two laps. You need it good too, and yeah. you can't go like full throttle how you normally would because no, you no, just spin you, over, out. you overslip it, you lock up, you you lose traction, yeah, and then your then your stint is like wow. knocked on for like forever. Then we could, we I remember. We, one of the first teams I joined with in GP3 said that a Pirelli tire has like history from its moment it sets out, sets out the pit lane. So if you, um, yeah, take the mick with it in its first uh, its first lap or first two laps, it will be that way for its life almost. Oh. So it's it's quite hard to recover it effectively, especially if you're not stopping, which in a race you you can't really afford to do. Like yeah. you can't just drive out the pits, realize you've overdone it two or three laps into the sin, right, let's pop box mm. now because that ruins your race, obviously. Yeah. So you, you will have to be careful with it. You sort of see, because I think the tie blankets have been brought down in temperature this year they, yeah. for F1. Like a, like, oh, maybe you're right. Maybe next <clears> year bringing the temperature <throat> down a bit more in the year well, after I don't know. I going. actually think you might be right. Or they're going next year. I'm, something I, like I can't, that. Yeah, it's you're something like that. Something next year or the year after, I think. But the, I think they brought the blankets down in temperature a little bit this year. So you even hear them a little bit this year talking about like treat them carefully mm. on the outlap. But how, they can't about, afford to go slowly. How about, will that be the same from, uh, you know, when they're on the grid and they do formation lap? Yeah. Will they have no tire warmers there? So when they go off for the formation lap? Uh, I didn't think about that, but yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking yeah. that. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but no. I That's going to change would. everything because people are going to make way more mistakes, surely. I don't, see, this is going to come back to bite me now, isn't it? Because I'm going to say I'm going to say no and I'm going to first race of the year in Bahrain or whatever it is. I'm going to see tire blankets on the car. I'm gonna get, uh, <laughs> people are going to clip this That's up right, and send least, it to me. At least it won't be our fault. No, yeah. it is interesting. It's definitely yeah. interesting. Though. I wonder if it will affect the start of the race or not. I mean, they get the formation lap to warm them up, right? Yeah, and you, and you get the installation. So at the moment, they have, I don't know how, they have like a certain amount of time the pit lane's open to do what we call installation laps. So they, they go out and check the car or whatever. But us in F2, we only have two laps. So we only get one for a feature race when we want to use both compounds. We tend to do one installation lap on one compound and one installation lap on the other. So we only get one lap of warm-up effectively yeah. on each compound. F1, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do that because they could have two pit stops, even three pit stops in a race. So they they might have tyres that they've done two, three installation laps on to start the race and the rest are never driven in driven in their life never yeah. brand new and go out the pits and they're not working basically blimey that's going to change the dynamic of everything it's going to yeah. be it's going to be so different and that's like, what it's been like in f2 forever there's never yeah been. we've never had tire blankets yeah wow. f3 either you don't i think the only place you really get tire blankets is in f1 these yeah. days yeah i think yeah, would you say like f2 f3 is more like driving in like a i feel like you'd be more in tune with the car because you haven't got power steering yeah you haven't got tire blankets like would, do you feel more connected to the car? Have you driven a Formula One car, by the way? No, I haven't actually. No. I've dri I drive the Sim for Mercedes, just a plug. But um, good man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that's that's closest I've come to it. Mm. Um, on the Sim, it feels mega though. Like Does it? I can't imagine how it feels in reality. To be honest, does the Sim I mean, move? 
I've seen oh, those yeah. like hydraulic sims. Yeah, like the, the, it does really. Yeah. Again, I can't. I, I can't really say too much. I can't really say anything actually about the Mercedes sim. But it's um, don't worry. Just get us. Get us in. Yeah. It's, yeah exactly. <laughs> just get us there for a day. I, don't, I think. I think it's like not. So say there's 1,500 people work for Mercedes in the company. There's probably only like 50 people that have seen the sim or 100 people that have seen wow. the sim. It's that, oh, really? that secret. It's all secret, is it? Yeah, I mean, that might be rubbish, but I'm pretty sure and it's... you're so, one of them. Yeah, I'm lucky, mate. Is Lord. that it when it's in the massive room and the whole wall is like the screen? Because I've seen, I've seen Lewis... <laughs> I've seen Lewis driving <laughs> You one. sounded like you've been there now, fam. <laughs> if, <laughs> Look, Mercedes, used, if you're listening, we want to come and have a go on your sim, all right? We won't give yeah, but any like, information like, away. But like, Lewis, they're not going to sack Lewis. So, I, but, yeah, see, he, he can do what he wants, but I have to be careful what I say. <laughs> Don't, okay. um, we'll move on from that. <laughs> no, but it, it's impressive. It's tens yeah. of millions, you know, how much that, how much it costs. So, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's impressive, basically. I mean, obviously, I haven't driven the real car, so I can't say it feels realistic because I haven't got the real car to compare to, but it... I feel like it is quite realistic. Yeah. So. Has has Formula Two cars developed much into this year from last year? Do they change year on year quite a lot? Uh, no, not really. So I think this car uh, generation of cars since 2018. So I think that was the uh, George Russell won F2. Yeah. Lando and Alex Albon and these guys, they were in F2 that year. And they had the, then it was the 13 inch tyre. Mm-hmm. Um, so F2 went to the big tyre now, the 18 inch tyre, I think 2020. Um, so we were the first one to use it effectively, or I was in F3 at the time, but F2 were the first uh, championship in the world to use the eight, well, not the world, but in F2, F1 to use it. Yeah. Um, and I think, I'm, I'm, don't quote me on this, but I think the reason for that was to sort of see the trends of the tyre for F1 a year later, because F1 was supposed to go onto it in 2021. Obviously, COVID delayed it, so now it's their first year this year mm-hmm. on the tyre. Um, so that was the only real change, as far as my knowledge, since 2018 that the F2 car has been through. Really. I didn't know the F2 cars were using the 18-inch yeah, tires. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so different to drive. Like I never drove it with the with the 13-inch, but coming from F3 with the 13-inch to F2 with the 18-inch, I mean, obviously there's so much difference anyway. It's a lot heavier. It's got more uh, 200 horsepower more. It's a turbo and these kind of things, carbon brakes as well. But the tire is the biggest thing. It feels so strange when you first yeah, jump into yeah. it. It's like it. We always talk in, in, in Pirelli world about combined, like combined braking, combined traction, that the tyre doesn't like to do it, basically. it's like That's the difficult part of it. It doesn't like to do braking and turning or turning and throttle together. Mm-hmm. And you're always trying to play with that, that margin as much as possible. The 18-inch tyre, when you go to that one, is even more that way. So it's very strong longitudinally, like what we would call longitudinally, so braking and straight-line traction. But as soon as you sort of ask a bit in it, what we call combined entry, so turning, braking, it's so much weaker. Is that um, when you see a lockup? I was going to say, I think... Or even lose the... In F2, you tend to lose... The, yeah, you can... Yeah, exactly. You can lock up the front, but in F2, we tend to lose the rear quite often as well. Yeah. So it just can't... It just can't... It doesn't have the support, basically. Maybe it's through the, the difference in sidewall or just the different profile that causes What size it. are the wheels in Formula E? Oh, that's a good question, actually. I should know that. They're I quite fe- big. Yeah, they're not 13... <laughs> they're definitely not 13 inch. They're bigger. They're, they're sort of around 18. Let's go with that. Yeah. Do you have pit stops in Formula E? I was going to say the same thing. What's they're, a pit stop no, like? But, well, you can, but your race is finished if you do. Oh, so, so you don't so want no. to pit. You, no, you do not want to pit. If, you, if, you're, if you're in the pit lane, your race is finished. <laughs> All right. So how many finished. laps? How many laps do you have? It's, it's not It's not a, a lap race. It's a time race. Oh. So that's a... You might, I mean, you might even see it sometimes tomorrow, but it's, it's always... So I'm listening on the radio in the back of the garage, what's happening. The teams are always talking about how, how the pace of the race is. Because if you're going... If the pace of the race is like one second faster over 30-odd laps there's a chance that that means you're going to do an extra lap. 
because you're effective because it counts down from 45 minutes plus one lap. So if you get to that 45 minutes a bit quicker, you've added a lap effectively, oh, yeah, but you've got okay. the same amount of energy from start. So that means all of us, you have to know what the pace of the race is doing for what, how many laps you're going to get. Yeah. Because if you get it wrong, you're going to, you're going to think the race has ended there and actually it hasn't. It's, it's one lap more. And you see some guys just uh, just conk out basically in the last lap because they thought it was a 39 lap race, but actually it was a 40 lap race. I swear I've seen a clip in Formula E. You probably, saw it in Valencia. you probably saw it in Valencia what, last where year. They, where they kept going, all, all their batteries died? They all died. Yeah, only, it, was, all the cars it, was, it was only us actually in Mercedes that got it right. So we were like, I, I, can't remember, I can't remember where we were in like, let's say arguably sixth, seventh, eighth area. And I think we finished first, second, or at least first. Yeah, I, I, I remember yeah. it. Just all the cars at the front just died like one after the other. Or yeah, something. The, I, I, can't, I think there was a, a late safety car or something which added a lap. Yeah. Because the. Every, oh, no, hang on, it wouldn't be. Anyway, it's some, something to do with safety car screwed it. And um, and then we were, yeah, we were the only ones that traced it right. So, or predicted it early enough that we changed. Because you can change what we have to do. We have to change the laps in the car on the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. So the, the team will say, oh, we think it's a 40 lap race now. And, Currently in the car, it's a 39 lap race, which is stretching out the 52 kilowatts of energy equally over 39 laps. But now it's got to be stretched out over 40 laps. So that means cool. you've actually got less energy per lap to use. So the earlier you make that change, you get more energy for those laps, if that makes sense, than after you make the change. Sounds also technical. If you make it on that last lap, if you change that, if you realize with like on the one lap to go or two laps to go that it's actually plus one lap, you're almost too late at that point because your amount of energy left is so little that you'll lose 10 seconds a lap wow. basically so you have to drive bearing that in mind or do you well that yes or no like there's some things we have to bear in mind but the drivers tend about laps things like that the, the drivers get told when to change it because we we also don't know like you know we can't see the lap uh, the time accounting down for the race timer so that yeah the team has to make that decision it sounds very technical formally it's honestly i mean i've sat in debriefs of formula one because of doing race support for for Mercedes. Um, <laughs> That's so sick of you to say that, by the way. Um, That's so ledge. No, and, um, but seriously, they, yeah, I've sat in debriefs. So I've heard like Lewis, oh, God, I'm name dropping. Got, no, do yeah. it, do it, do it. Honestly, this I've is heard, good. So I've heard them debrief before and stuff like that. And, you know, there's a certain level of detail to it clearly, but honestly, it's nothing on Formula E debriefs. Yeah. The, the amount you have to talk about, because in Formula One, and especially if I talk about my championship in Formula Two, you tend to talk about like balance, like tire warm-up or like understeer versus oversteer. You have that here, like balance and tire warm-up and things like that and brake warm-up. But then you have the energy management side added on, which is like 80% of the workload. So by the time you've even talked about your balance for the setup balance, like understeer versus oversteer, these kind of things, that is like not minor, but it's the amount of work that has to go on to set up the car for its, what we call EMS, an energy management system, is like days, weeks even. Wow, that's insane. And you have to go through that after a race. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what I was just doing now before I headed over here. We did a like a debrief of the of the race and we looked through the, the way the race planned out on the race trace and sort of see where everyone used the attack mode because that's the other thing. Then you've got attack mode, which is like obviously a bit Mario Kart-ish. Is that like DRS sort of? No, you've not, you've not seen Mario Kart either. Mario Kart. Uh, attack mode. <laughs> of course you've seen Mario, Mario Kart. Kart. Mario. Yeah, you've seen Mario Kart. Not seen attack mode? No, no man. Explain. Oh, you're going to be in for a treat when you go tomorrow. Mate, we're it's, buzzing. This, so is base, like the best, so, this is like the best VIP experience I, I, before I, going to I personally it. think you'll love Formula E. <laughs> to, to be honest, if, if I was watching as a fan, I would, I would really like to watch it because it's carnage, basically. But they have this area of the track and it's, it's, you know, it's 
basically it's like an outside normally of a corner where you have like these two painted lines and three loops, like timing loops almost, okay. uh, laid into the track. And basically you have to use attack mode twice or, or even sometimes once, but the FIA will decide how many times to use it before the race starts. Oh, the FIA do Formula E as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So typically what happens, let's say, the FIA about an hour before the race will say, oh, two times attack mode activations in the race, four minutes long. So that means you've, each driver's got to use attack mode twice for four minutes. Um, so what happens is the engineer will tell the driver, attack mode this lap, and say it's into a hairpin. Yeah. So you, they, you'll take the normal apex. It's deep into the corner, these lines on the outside of the corner. So you have to go far onto the outside line, basically, run over the loops, press a button before you get to the loops on the steering wheel. The car drives over each three loops, and it triggers attack mode, which is more power. Which is literally like Mario Kart. You'd be good with that with all the oversteer that you get. Yeah. <laughs> all the time I spend off the track, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's, 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 I guess, like, I never stopped to think about it, but, like, I suppose Formula E is still, it's definitely still growing. So, like, guys like you don't know what attack mode is. It's, yeah. I'm so used to it now. Like, yeah. But I suppose it is such an eye opener. Like yeah, when I had you, no idea. Uh, about you that. probably never heard anything like it, actually, in racing. Pretty cool times. word, isn't it? Attack mode. Yeah. So, yeah, it, like it, it, but it's literally more power. So you, got, you, you, press a, you press a button before you get there, drive over the loops, and the car has more power for four minutes. Wow. So, and you have to use that strategically because, like, again, like, it's a bit like a pit stop in some ways. It's like undercut versus overcut. Do you, do you let the car in front take it, then see if you can make a gap? But obviously, yeah. it's a bit harder to do that when the car behind has effectively done his pit stop has now got more power. So it's, there's so much, there's <laughs> there's so so much strategy to it. Bad. Tomorrow's yeah. going to be lit. But, but, but you can typically spend more energy in attack mode. So, like, how do you set? How do you do that? Do you because you can choose to not spend more energy in the tap mode, but having more power is the best way to make an overtake. It's interesting talking so, about like energy and like all that stuff because I have a question which I want to be clear out from the F one game. <laughs> it sounds so boring. Right, okay, this is right, so okay. obvious, probably. But the first one is obviously the battery. Yeah. How does all this stuff work in F one? Er, that's ers. So is that when you brake? In F1? Yeah, that charges So it's, it's just how you use the battery. How you use the, so the, the battery, uh, to be honest, I don't know as much as like obviously drivers, the drivers themselves, but you have a certain amount of battery that they can use, but they won't stretch over the lap, let's say. So yeah. the best, the, kind of the best way to describe it is you can't be on it all the time. You can't have that boost all the time because it won't last the lap. So they, they'll plan it or lay it out over the race so that effectively it's most effective for lap time. So typically what they'll do is they'll have the boost on the exit of corners, this extra yeah the extra hybrid power effectively and then you ever heard them say um like d rates or clips and things like that like yeah matt, i've never heard them like say that you'll hear it now i mentioned it like yeah. matt, max and lewis are quite often complaining about it like i think mercedes it's d rates and in red bull they call it clips but it just means that the battery's derating so it's like it's used its power for that straight oh. and it's automatically lost the battery the, the battery element of the hybrid system so now it's just on the engine for like 100 meters before the corner or something like that so you quite often, if you see the speed trace you know when they they show up all the graphics in f1 mm -hmm. yeah um you'll see them see them build speed quite quickly and then towards the end of the straight sometimes you'll see them lose speed just before the corner because that's the place on the lap where you lose the least lap time is that if that makes sense yeah, that makes sense so yeah you'll win the most lap time by having the power on the exit of the corner <laughs> then at the end of the straight right is the battery just going to be bigger then when they in, is it 2026 a new regulation they're changing to like lower energy or i something? don't actually know too much about it because we have no idea what's happening i just know yeah. that they're changing to like lower energy so oh, wasn't it's got to be something similar though because i mean like uh, i think the porsche thing's about to be announced isn't it with yeah, Red yeah. Bull. and i think they're the reason why they're going with red bull is because i don't 
think the engine rules are changing like drastically, at least for the internal combustion side of it. Oh, so okay. again, I could be talking. I wasn't rubbish, sure whether like Formula E was going to become like very electric as well. Like Formula, Formula E is only electric. Yeah, oh, you yeah. Mean Formula One. Sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. yeah, Formula E is fully electric, but I wasn't sure whether Formula One was going to go because I mean, it's. I mean, I would never say never. I'm, I'm not in these the Concorde meetings, whatever they call them. I'm not even, that's the rubbish word, isn't it? But yeah, it's I'm Illuminati. Not, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in the meetings, but it's. I don't feel like F1's on the radar to be fully electric anytime mm. soon. I was going to say renewable yeah. energies. Like, how does that even work? I mean, the world is only going one way, yeah. fully electric. Do you think Formula E will ever rise up and be a bigger sport in a couple of years than F1? Maybe not bigger so. than F1. Uh, Would it, you ever think it, it, it would be? It should, hopefully, it should, it should keep growing. I mean, I don't see, I don't needs... see why it shouldn't. It's its own niche, really. It definitely already has grown. I didn't even know Formula E existed yeah, last yeah. year. I, I, I seriously think COVID hurt it massively, Formula E. Because imagine it was in season six, I think, when COVID happened. So it's only in its sixth season. Oh, wow. You've had, at that point, you've only had Mercedes in it for one season, Porsche in it for one season. I think Audi were in it for season three and these guys. COVID hit everyone is panicking you know and some teams leave and and fans aren't allowed at the tracks and it's just it's all a bit messy you can't exactly go and race in city centers when covid was a was an issue because you can't have people roaming the streets and yeah, stuff like yeah, that yeah. so it's niche she's always been racing in like cool areas like new york and even paris city center and obviously here at the xl and these kind of places so when covid hit they couldn't exactly go and race in those places all the time so it, it lost its niche a little yeah. bit and now it's like you know you know formula one on, t on tv and you've been to formula one events and stuff like that when you come to a formula e event it's different it's like you know it is in the city everyone's buzzing around it there's just walls it's temporary you know there's quirks going on like attack mode and stuff like Man, that and wait. The, there's the cars are crashing all the time because there's no dirty air basically so you know like in, in formula one the, the cars can't follow that well yeah none of that here so the cars are literally nose to tail for the whole race. Ah, it's so different. Yeah. So it's like, I, I really feel like hopefully now COVID's, you know, finished, so to speak, that it can keep growing because it was on a, it was on a big trajectory before that. And I think, I think those year and a half or one and a half seasons of COVID really affected it. Yeah. COVID, was COVID really hard for you in that two year period or whatever? Like, because you could not get yeah. to do anything. It was, do you know, it, it's weird because I don't want to like, um, people had it much worse than me i'm sure yeah, like, so yeah, many yeah. people on planet earth had it much worse than me but it's weird being my position in junior formula trying to make a career for yourself because if it stopped if it all stopped for two or three years i'm screwed effectively because yeah. i can't just i don't have the money to just restart again do you know what i mean i'm kind of having to prove myself as we go along so in 2020 when it stopped and then it hope and then fa thankfully restarted around sort of july time it, it was a bit stressful from, from March to July because if that season didn't start, there's no guarantee that then I could have got the results I then ended up getting to then keep getting people offering me drives. Yeah, it, yeah, Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, I needed that, really. So it was stressful from that sense, but, you know, to be honest, apart from that, I quite enjoyed being at home for a little bit. Yeah, did you get yeah. up to anything? Did you get any new hobbies? Uh, I tried learning German, mate, and it was really? impossible. No yeah. way. Le I'd love to learn You should have learned, learned a guitar. Language. I tried, yeah. <laughs> play wonderwall <laughs> no but i tried learning german on rosetta stone don't recommend it what's rosetta stone you never heard of rosetta stone oh no, no we tried um i tried italian on duolingo oh what no, i've not heard of that no nah. it must oh, be something similar apps? ridiculous i was like no I, I i tried i tried doing it for about a month and it was just like i'm not getting anywhere with it really so yeah because at that point i was like racing for a german team oh okay Excuse that makes me. sense then yeah and i was 
there was hints that I might start to be able to do simulator work for the FE team and the F1 team. Oh, sorry, I'd already started the F1 uh, simulator work, but that's that's a British team, yeah. effectively. Like, you know, it's at Brackley. So racing for a German team, I thought, oh, you know, maybe if I learn German, because it was HWA, the team I raced for, a big company. It's like the bo- the guy that created it created AMG. So it's like they, they go hand in hand together. So if I'd done well, could know German, maybe I could have done something with AMG. That was the idea in my head anyway. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. So yeah, but... I, it only lasted a month. So. <laughs> I think we spent the whole time playing Xbox. I think probably, yeah. Oh, no, you yeah, didn't. Yeah. I wasn't even living with you, was I? I was at home. We were, didn't even see each other. You went out on cycle rides every day. You yeah, 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 it was cycled great. A lot. Did you cycle a lot? Yeah. Because I cycle. It's great, wasn't it? I but actually, like, I wasn't supposed to, but I met her with a few friends and we just went cycling Fab. together. <laughs> Two meters apart, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only when you were allowed. I, I, I saw this hilarious TikTok the other day. It was some lads in, I don't know where they were, but it was from t- uh, from COVID times. Policeman turns up and they're all like in this, and like 20 of them. Yeah. Uh, it, policeman turns up, they instantly started doing jumping jacks and the high knees <laughs> and stuff like that. And like, like, pretending, to do, pretending to do an outside fitness session, yeah. <laughs> No, you've always always been into bike, and we're going to get some mountain bikes, aren't we? We're going to go take on the jumps. Um, whatever you want, mate. Yeah. I'm up for it. We're, yeah, we're going to do challenges. I would, see, I'd love to do mountain biking. I would, but I, I just I just can't. Have you ever done it? Yeah, I've, I've done bits and pieces, but I, certain things I'm not allowed to do in my contract, but okay. believe it or not. Well, in case you if get there's hurt. a certain yeah, sport yeah. that you can do where you're going to hurt yourself, it's mountain biking. That's the thing. So that's actually not in my contract specifically. Brilliant, we'll do it yeah, yeah. for a video. As soon as we launch but, this as a proper show. But I just know I'm going to go head over the handlebar. You can't have that responsibility. But that's what... <laughs> Jake Hughes has fucking killed True. himself because the guys from Pit Stop took him yeah, mountain yeah, bike. Because the guys on Pit Stop told me to do it, yeah. <laughs> What does your career look like for the sort of next five, yeah, five years, would you say? Um, I don't, it's not that I don't know. It's just that, so I'm, I'm on, I'm being reserve driver of an FE team, especially what I would say the best FE team at the moment. Um, I'm on that last step to be a race driver, effectively. But, FE being so difficult in terms of or it being so different anyway, the teams really value experience. So it's very difficult for a rookie like me to get in, unless you're like coming in like F2 champion or stuff like that. But me being with a new team in F2, it's quite unlikely that I'd be able to win the championship. And this, this is me speaking like, if I'd had this conversation with you before the season, I would have said it was very unlikely I'd yeah. be able to win the championship. Just, it's inevitable. So... I typically won't be able to do it from that point of view. So I have to go, not through the back door, but be reserve driver, do the simulator work, do all the hard miles, so to speak, impress a load of people, be in the paddock as much as possible and try and get someone to give me that chance. Once someone does give me that chance, I know I'll be like snowball away. They say that your first professional contract is the hardest one. Mm. And then once you get that, people trust you. Yeah. So it's like, it's probably in all walks of life, to be honest. It's like my girlfriend's a teacher and she couldn't get a contract for ages because she didn't have experience. Yeah, it's so, literally even exactly the same as like us having like from our end, like this yeah. F one and all this stuff. So like corporate, yeah. No, no one's really ever done kind of like what we've done. Yeah, yeah. like we've hit it from we've jumped into this very corporate branded sponsored space, and no one really trusts us. I know what yeah. we're gonna do. So we feel like this year is like a warm up. Yeah, and then hopefully like next year we can like just do cool things. But it's legend we can get people like you on. Yeah, but it, that's but that's. I'm almost putting a negative on it, but that's just life. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. just life. Like you know, the 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 boss will tend not to look at the young kid very often as the one that they should put in the important position because if it goes wrong, they it comes back to bite them, so mm. to speak. So I wouldn't say it's exactly like that in motorsport, but it, there's a hint of it in terms of, especially in FE terms, like. I don't have experience yet. I don't have race mileage. I have loads of experience in the simulator. I must be the most prepared 
rookie You're there's ever been. To, go, eh? yeah, I'm, I, to be honest, I'm, I've said this to various team bosses every time I see them, but I must be the most prepared rookie there's ever been. I've been three years in the simulator now, two years as a reserve driver for the top team. So all I'm missing is race mileage. But it's like chicken and egg. How do you get race yeah, mileage? Yeah, how if, do you get the yeah. race mileage if they don't let you in? Yeah, exactly. So That must be so annoying. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I it, find that really annoying. It is because it's... It's a difficult sport in that sense because very difficult because if you if you've got the money or the millions or even yeah. even just hundreds of thousands sometimes to go and be with the best team going through you'll keep that convey about rolling and that hype train starts to roll so to speak so I won Formula Four let's say which I did again. smashed it yeah smashed it and, um, <laughs> I but, love the way every time you plug yourself yeah, or yeah. say something it's a little smile I've got I've got to I've got I've got to get him I you can have get. to yeah get yeah, it yeah. out salesman um <laughs> but i won that and then ran out of money basically yeah. so then i couldn't then go and be with the the best team each year and win formula renault and then formula three and then formula two whereas oh, i don't want to put people in it but like someone like lando let's say mm. lando really good like, yeah obviously really good but he had the finances yeah so he was with a good team every year he didn't win he didn't win f2 when george won it but he was with the top team every year so the hype train, so to speak, keeps rolling. He keeps getting results it's in the top three in every year. Wow. So then you have then if he didn't go to F1, he would walk into this paddock at that point because he's Formula Three champion. He's finished third in F2. You yeah. know, as a rookie, then it's like much easier. But for someone like me, finishing seventh in F3 a few years and and now with a new team in F2 and str- struggling a little bit, it's difficult for me to sell myself to an FE team and say, "Look, I'm worth it." Sure. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So. But when, like I said, when someone does give me that chance, they won't regret it kind of thing. So is FE like you think that's what you'd want to pursue your time with? Yeah, I mean, everyone says F1 and I'm no different. Like I, I personally think I'm more than good enough for F1 mm. if, if given the chance, but it's very unlikely that's going to happen now. And I've known that for years, to be honest, not just like in this year. Even in 2017, I did, or end of 2016, I did GP3 my first year. And then I got an offer to do what was the Euro Series Formula 3 at that time, which supported a championship called DTM. And DTM was like, if you couldn't go to F1 at the time, you went to DTM. So I went and did that championship because it was, I was with a team that could have got me into DTM, with Mercedes and DTM. So that was, what, five, six years ago. And already then I was thinking, probably F1's not going to happen for me. Yeah. So I've all, I've been thinking about the, the sort of next, not next best thing, but like, you know, what to do if F1 doesn't happen for a number of years now. Yeah. But FE is probably... And is the thing I would love to do the most, definitely, away from F1. I would say it's probably the most exciting thing to get into. Yeah, well, yeah, it's 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 definitely growing. Like, look, we just alluded to a little bit. It's growing now a lot more since COVID. But I don't, I don't want to say, like, sky is the limit for it. But it is so different. Mm. Oh, mate, the fact they can go into, like, city centres and that. There's so yeah. much they can do with it. And I really feel like once more eyes get on it, you know, like, even, even you boys, like, you'll go there tomorrow. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Oh man, and, I, it's so sick that a lot of our audience won't know anything about it. Yeah, so the yeah. fact that you've come on and we've spoke about we're going to go tomorrow, so it's yeah. amazing time to like, do an episode. If you have a good time tomorrow, you'll be on episodes ever talking about it, and exactly. you might say Effie was great. Like, and all of a sudden, more people know. Oh, what's Formula E? You know, like, oh sure, maybe go and watch. Oh, it's in London this week. Oh, it's in Berlin. Like, it's in Paris and these kind of places. I'll scan, have a look, and it just it will. You know, it's not a linear curve at that point. It yeah. just it just hopefully snowballs to the point where it becomes massive. That's the idea, anyway. Oh, bro, if I we can be a part, part of that growth, then that's yeah, happy yeah. days. Right, right you by you as well. You should get on one of the cars, mate. Get in it. No, like, 
Sponsor it. Oh, I thought you said get in it. Then. I was go, thinking, go fund, yeah, the go, no, the GoFundMe page you're on about earlier. <laughs> Mate, I'm, I'll only sponsor one Formula E driver, and it's you. Exactly. We, exactly. we need you to the top so of So when you go there tomorrow, are you, go, are you going in the paddock at all? Yeah, we're going in the pits yeah. now, we? Yeah. Tell every, got, tell yeah, every yeah. team boss how, how good of a guest I was. I will. Amazing. No, <laughs> absolutely love it. We'll get really drunk and we'll be like, you need to hire this guy. We do end up drunk at most events. Yeah, exactly. It's actually worked out quite well for us, hasn't it? It seems to work out every time. We have a few drinks. Then we have the to go and ask people stuff and talk to people. Yeah, but people, but even like, so I was doing it today, networking a little bit. Like the people you think you're, or might be like a bit, hard to approach they like it yeah if, if you if you just go up to them and just just uh, fab's amazing at it yeah he will he, he will I, we walk it through the paddock you know you know like damon hill uh, yeah we're walking through the paddock and we, we've already told our audience but this story's hilarious and I, damon's walking there and i'm like he's fab's like let's go say hello to damon because <laughs> we met him before i'm like nah leave him alone leave him alone he's busy and fab's just like walking past and then damon sees fab and damon yeah, yeah. But, then, but then damon turns back around and he's like oh I listen to your podcast when I walk my dogs, yeah. and we're like, "Oh my really? word!" Yeah, that's, See, what, that's what I mean, said. mate. That's what I mean, boys. Like, you're, you're growing. Like, it's I don't so know when you realise it. No, we, it's just because we live together in a flat, right? I think yeah, a lot of I people. Suppose, yeah. I feel like a lot. It's because TikTok's pushed us everywhere with the yeah, algorithm. TikTok just put we're like everywhere. So, so is TikTok worth it? Like, is it is mate. it do that? Because oh, from the it's outside, I'm starting to think it does. Uh, as uh, someone to make content. Like, yeah, so say me, like, 100%, it worth it? 100%, yeah, I, if you want to make videos, 100%. I don't, it's not from, a, not from a financial point of view, but it looks like it's good for, like, yeah, growing your brand. Yeah, and you get pushed to, the good thing about TikTok is anyone can upload on it, and obviously you get pushed to the audience that want to watch that type of content. Yeah. Um, obviously, we push it very hard. We end up doing, like, sometimes four or five videos a day, which is probably yeah. why we've seen such. Do you think that's where your growth is? Like, I think uh, our growth yeah. is in the fact, a lot, I reckon people look at, I reckon some people have eyes on Pit Stop and think that we're just the hosts. I yeah. reckon some people think this is like a, a business or something and we host the show. But this is just two mates living together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're best mates from school. We do all of this at home. And the, the, I think the reason the growth behind it is because we can do this whenever we want. We literally can just... Consistency is key for the yeah. growth. But I think where your niche would be, the fact that there's barely anyone in your position. So if you were to make videos like behind the scenes, like nobody sees that shit. Yeah, that, that's, that, I've started to think, I, I, I have uploaded one TikTok and it was, <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, Everyone can't find to, it. Do you want me to explain it? Yeah. yeah. So I was in, this was going to sound bad, lying in bed with my girlfriend and- You, you sure this was TikTok? Did, yeah. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, it's going to sound bad. But um, did you ever hear the, the trend that was going around about uh, can play some white noise? Did you ever see that one? Oh, like no. I played some white noise, some terrible music would come out or some like awful. Okay, so yeah, I yeah. was in bed and I was like, oh, babe, can I play some white noise before I go to sleep? And she's like, yeah. Turned over and the F1 theme tune starts. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Absolutely shocking. Got quite a few views though. That's legend, man. Yeah, no, again, I think Ollie does a few videos. Like People Is like he? seeing that. Yeah, we spoke to him, didn't we? And then we said, you need to start making more. And now he's been putting more on TikTok. He explains how the wheel works in F2. And put it on TikTok. The actual steering wheel. Yeah, he's done some oh, good stuff. Oh, he's done it before me now, though. You could do it with a Formula E wheel. Do it wheel. again, honestly. Yeah. It's a beauty I wouldn't be TikTok. allowed in Formula E. Really? Would not be allowed to show the Mercedes really? wheel. Yeah, yeah. No chance. Is it all a lot stricter like that, then? Yeah, they like on the grid, um, the digital page is, is closed, effectively. So they have the Mercedes star, and so you can't see all the information. Because the teams wow. will learn something from it. Mad. Yeah, yeah. But Mad. it's weird, though, because it's the same. Uh, same wheel as I have in F2. It's exactly the same um, hardware, let's say, but all the buttons mean something different and there's so much more software related on the on the dash page. 
So attack mode, sleep mode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> attack mode, sleep mode. Refresh. Yeah, you, mode. you wouldn't believe like Throw when banana. you when you when you when you're in the pallets mode. I mean, you can come down to Mercedes if you're about. Yeah, like, are you there tomorrow? Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Mate, oh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. I don't know if I'm allowed. I don't know if they're ever. Yeah, they do actually. Yeah, they do. They have shown shown guests like the steering wheel. Before, ah, you just so. got to tell them it's the pit stop boys. They'll be all over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Five passes. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Do you boys want to race this weekend? Yeah, yeah come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jake, mate, it's been a pleasure. Loved We've it. learned so much from you, and we'll see you tomorrow at the race. Yeah, likewise. Loved this it. has been Ledge. Thank Cheers. you so much for coming. Cheers, on. boys, and good luck with it all. Thanks, mate. Quality. Um, good luck with the rest of your year. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Well done. We will have many more guests on the way. Thank you very much for listening. Rate the podcast five stars if you haven't already. Hit the follow button and we'll be back on Monday morning for another guest. Who's it going to be? Well, that's the surprise, eh? (laughs) Thanks again, mate. See you guys later. Bye, guys. Spirit Studios.